every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord in his great name. There's no other name under heaven whereby we can be saved except the one who died for our sins. And so, Father, today we are here to praise your name and to let you work in our lives. Thank you for this privilege. Speak to us, God, because you love us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks. You may be seated. We are in a series called Life Apps. And uh, you are now, most of you, you're using, you know, your apps, okay, on your phone or your mobile device. And, of course, you have found out that they are so very, very helpful for you. They can wake you up in the morning. Uh, they can tell you uh, where, it, where you ought to shop for what you want. Uh, they can help you count calories. Uh, they can keep your to-do list, okay? But you know what they can't do? They can't make you get up. They can't keep you from overspending. They can't keep you from overeating, I know. They can't do your to-do list for you, can they? You see, apps are useless if we don't do them. And James chapter 1, verse 22, this is what God says to us, because he loves us so much. This is what he says. Do not merely listen to my word. Don't li just listen to the life apps that I have given to you. Don't deceive yourself. Do what it says. God has given us life apps, okay? to make our life better, to help us, but we must do them. Uh, we started two weeks ago, the first uh, life app we talked about was from James chapter 1 and verse 25. It was, it's the freedom app, because see, God wants us to have freedom, so it gives us a freedom app, and this is what it is. Whoever looks intently into God's word, into God's perfect laws of love that give what? Bondage, restriction, no, they give us freedom. They keep us from being in bondage to sin and things that destroy us. Whoever does that hears and doesn't forget what they've heard, but does it. They'll be blessed in what they do. Last week, Pastor Mike talked about the forgiveness app. And that's from Ephesians chapter 4.22. Be kind to each other. Be tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Just as in God, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. The forgiveness app. And I know some of you exercised that this, this week. And God did a work in your life. Now today we want to talk about an app. And I tell you what, this one is amazing. It really is. Now, let me ask you a question. What if there was an app? available to you, an app that you could put on your phone or on your iPad or on your computer, whatever. What if there was an app that could heal you? An app that could heal a loved one that you have. Would you get that app? Would you use it? You sure would. Well, friend, God has given us a life app for healing. We're going to talk about today 
But this will come as a great shock to you what that life app is for healing. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. Wow. What does that mean? What is this life app that God has given to us, the confession app? I have a confession this morning. Every once in a while, I just get this irresistible urge to do something really weird. To really embarrass Donna. Okay? And I don't know what. Every once in a while, I do that, and I just seem to have no self-control. When Josh was playing t-ball, one day I went to the game, and I got a chair and set it kind of away from the rest of the stands, and I just sat there. Now, people then, people that I knew, fellow parents, they would come up and say, what are you doing over here? And I'd say, I'm here because I want you to tell me all your sins. And they said, Ron, we knew you were weird, but what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Why are you asking me to tell you all your sins? And I said, well, they called me this week, and they told me it was my turn to work in the confession stand. <laughs> you can understand why Donna is always embarrassed, okay? But when I said, would you tell me all your sins? You know what? They got really nervous. They couldn't handle that, okay? And today we're going to talk about confession. And I know that if, you know, if you knew today that the sermon's on confession, half of you wouldn't have come. That is not the kind of sermon we want to hear. That's not uplifting. That's not fun. That's too intrusive. Too many people never use this life app, even Christians. Why? Because confession is so hard. You know, you probably heard it said the three hardest words in the English language are what? I was wrong. Or I have sinned. That's, you know, is the same thing. And you see, it's not human nature for us to confess. It's human nature to try to conceal our sins, what we've done, right? To hide them. Did you have to teach your toddler to run and hide when they did something wrong? Did you, did you have to teach them to lie when you asked who broke that vase? No, I see, it's just human nature. When I was eight, I begged and begged and begged my parents for their slingshot. And they said, no, no, you'll break something. I said, no, I won't. I promise I won't break anything. I'll be careful. And finally, just to shut me up, probably they gave in. And I took that slingshot, and I would go out in the street. Okay, we had a wide street. And, you know, I'd pick up the little pebbles on the side of the road, and I would shoot them down the street at nothing, okay, to see how far they would go and all that. But you know, that got kind of boring. And you know, there was a street light in front of our house. 
And you know, I mean, if you got a weapon and you got a target, I mean, what's going to happen? And I went, I sh- first try, dead, I hit it. First try, I was so proud of myself until I came to my senses, all right? And I ran into the house and I hid and I thought, well, no one's ever going to know. But I had an older sister, okay? <laughs> and she heard the sound of glass breaking and she found me and she wasn't going to let me get away with that. Uh, how many of you had a you do not get away with anything, sister. Okay? All right. I see a few of you. All right? So now I had to confess to my parents, and that was just unbelievably hard. I told them it was the city's fault for putting a streetlight in front of our house. That was my slingshot firing range, but they didn't buy that. Why does God tell us to do something so hard to do? I mean, you know, it's, it's terribly hard. I'd rather do any, I'd rather gargle with, with shards of glass than to go confess to someone. Why does God tell us to do that? That, does, that? that doesn't bring joy. Why is God, because we're all sinners. We all are. First John chapter 1, verse 8 says this. If we claim to be without sin, we are just deceiving ourselves. We are in denial. And the truth is not in us. But, verse 9, if we what? Confess our sins, God is faithful to us. He's not going to turn away from us. God is is just. He's going to do the right thing. And God is going to what? He's going to forgive us of our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness friend why did god give us why did god tell us to confess because it's the confession app why did god tell us to confess to punish us no because he wants to forgive us he wants to purify us he wants to remove that poison of sin and broken relationships and all that it causes in our lives he wants to forgive us and he will if what? We confess. And friend, Christianity is like no other religion. Because when we confess, God is going to forgive us. God is going to forgive us. Jesus, his own son, laid down on the cross 2,000 years ago to die for that sin. And he paid the price. He, he, 2,000 years ago, he paid the penalty for the sin that you do today. And so one day when Jesus comes back and we're standing before God at the great judgment, what's, God, what's Jesus going to say? He's going to say, Father, forgive them. I died for them. I, I paid the penalty. Forgive them. Why does God tell us then to forgive our sin? Well, Jesus died for those sins. But why does God tell us to confess our sin to him and to others? Now, here's where it gets hard. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your sin just to God? No. To each other. 
and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Friend, God does not tell us to confess our sins to humiliate us. He tells us to confess to heal us. And that's what we want to talk about. That's what we want to try to come to understand today. God wants to heal us. And he, when we confess our sin, God can heal us physically. We're going to talk about that. God can heal us emotionally. God can heal us spiritually. And God can heal us eternally. Let's, let's talk first about the physical healing. Because now look at James 5.16. Doesn't it link? Confess your sins. Be healed. Yes, it does. It links those two. You know, it's not just swallowing too much food that'll kill your health. Swallowing sin is far more deadly than that. And when we don't confess, we're just swallowing the sin, trying to keep it down. And it's spiritual poison, it's emotional poison, it's relational poison, it's physical poison too. King David was uh, one of the most spiritual uh, men who ever lived. God said, David, uh, David, he's a man after my own heart. But was he sinless? No, no, no human is sinless. David sinned. And, and when he did, uh, one of his greats said, he, just, he tried to, have, uh, to conceal it. He tried to hide it. He didn't confess. Well, what happened to him? Psalm 32, he tells us what happened. He says, before I confess, I didn't. Before I confess my sins, my bones felt limp. And I groaned all day long. Night and day your hand weighed heavily heavily on me and my strength was gone as in the summer heat if you live in florida in july you know what it's like for the heat to sap your strength okay well he's saying it wasn't the heat it was my sin scientists at princeton university confirm what david said the guilt of unconfessed sin it saps our strength it weighs us down with fatigue. You know, we're, we're becoming more and more aware of the dangers of eating too much salt and sugar and fat and preservatives and all those things. You know what's dead, more deadly than eating all that stuff? Our sin. I was getting my physical one day and I asked the doctor, I was going to speak the next week, and I was going to speak on, uh, you know, uh, not for, uh, bitterness, not forgiving, that sort of thing. And I, I asked Dr. Spudberg, I said, uh, you know, I've, I've heard that, you know, uh, uh, not forgiving others and, and guilt, it can cause all kinds of physical uh, problems and, and diseases. And he said, that right. He said, you know, it's like it's, it's not what you're eating, it's what eat, what's eating you. See, the guilt of unconfessed sin short-circuits us. It, it disturbs our hormones, our body chemistry, our nerves. God didn't wire our bodies to live with guilt, with unconfessed sin. And it caused all kinds of things, uh, headaches, joint pain, insomnia. 
It really can make you feel heavy, but you know what? It can cause weight gain, and you do become heavy in the process. It can cause diseases like heart disease and diabetes. It can lower our self-esteem. We're, we're not who we're pretending to be. And that leads to self-criticism and perfectionism. You see, David was suffering these physical symptoms of unconfessed sin. And he tried to hide it. But God loves us way too much to let that unconfessed sin poison us and destroy us. And well, what did God do with David? God sent a prophet to him named Nathan to, to expose that sin so that David would confess it. Now, why did God do that? Why did God send this prophet, reveal this sin in David's life, and he had to uh, confess it publicly so that others would... Why did God do that to David? To humiliate him? No, to heal him. God loves us. He wants us healed. What happened when David confessed? Verse Chapter 32, verse 5. So I confessed my sins, and I told them all to you, every one of them. I'll tell the Lord each one of my sins, he said. Then you, God, forgave me, and you took away my what? My guilt. The thing that was poisoning my spirit inside. Friend, unconfessed sin can ruin your health. Confession and bring healing. God tells us to confess our sins to him and to each other. Why is that? Because, see, there's the emotional and relational part of our being. Our sin just doesn't hurt God because we've disobeyed him and grieved him. It hurts your body, but, friend, it hurts your relationships with other people, especially your family, the people you love the most can be the most affected negatively by unconfessed sin. Confessing your sin can bring healing. Physically, emotionally, relationally. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's so, so it's so, so painful. It's so, so humiliating. But God doesn't want to humiliate us. He wants to heal us. I was once talking to a lady. And uh, she told me her story. When she was in college, she got involved with a married man. Married man ended up divorcing his wife and leaving the family and marrying her. And this lady was one of the most unhappy and conflicted persons that I've ever met. And she said this, what am I supposed to do? She's just huge burden of guilt in her life. What am I supposed to do? Wear sackcloth and ashes, she said. 
If she had done that, would that have healed her? No. Not one bit. What would have brought some healing to her life? Going to the ex-wife and asking her forgiveness. Going to the children of that family of that family and asking them. That would have brought some healing to this amazing amount of guilt, the agonizing guilt that she lived with every day. Now, would that be easy? No. To my knowledge, she never did. I lost contact with her, track of her. I don't know. I hope she did. Would that have been easy? That would have been the most difficult things that she would ever have to do. Confession is like that. And that's one of the reasons why we don't see more healing of our bodies, of our emotions, of our spirits. Because it's just human nature for you and me to try to conceal our sin rather than confess our sin. But when we ask God for the strength to do what we can't do in ourselves, when we ask God to help us to confess, He begins to heal us of the poison of unconfessed sin in our life. And then He can heal our homes, our relationships, our minds, our bodies. Now, again, I am just like you. Confessing is the last thing that I want to do. But God tells us to. So we're going to do that today. We're going to start with Edna right here. She's going to stand up. And she's going to tell us all the sins she can remember, and then we'll go to Madeline, and we'll work our way around. All right? Is that what God wants us to do? No. God is not saying that we broadcast our sins to everybody, that we hang out all the dirty laundry. And here's a great principle for you. Confession of sin should always be in the circle of sin. There are three kinds of sin, okay? There's private sin. A few years ago, a man in our church walked up to one of our elders after the communion service was over, and he said, I need to confess to you that I have had terrible thoughts about you. And then he walked away. The elder was totally unaware that this man had, had, had any ill will. He had never had much contact with him, you know, n- never had anything that he could even think that could have offended him in any way. But from then on, he wondered what those terrible thoughts about him were. He wished the other man had never made that kind of confession, never followed up. It would have been better for the man with terrible thoughts to confess it only to God 
and let God change his heart, wouldn't he? See, there are some sins that we need to confess only to God. All right? But I just do want to say this, that there's kind of one problem with that. Because we tend to think that confessing to God is kind of like this. You know, we go to the office uh, on a work day or wherever we work. We go to the classroom or go to the hospital or whatever, you know. And the others there are gossiping, all right. And it's very inviting, and so we kind of join in and share a few bad reports ourselves. And it's kind of like, you know, we carry this around this little sin bucket, and we kind of put that one in there. And then later in the day, you know, uh, uh, somebody walks by, and they're not dressed uh, in the most wholesome way, and we start lusting. And, and uh, well, it didn't hurt anybody, and so we put that little sin in, the, you know, in our little bucket. And then we get home, and we yell at our wife or, or our kids or, or whatever, and we just and we don't ask forgiveness, and we just kind of put that in a sin bucket. And so then that night, you know, we're going to go to bed, and we know that Christians should pray, so we say, uh, God, would you forgive me for, you know, uh, gossiping and, and lusting and, and yelling at my spouse? Thank you, God. Amen. And then we do it again the next day. Or maybe we don't pray at night. We just bring our bucket on Sunday morning. You know, we do it once a week. You know, bigger bucket, all right? We bring that. We just, you know, empty the sin bucket. God, forgive me of all my sins. Uh, forgive us our sins. We forgive those who trespass against us. Thank you, God. Amen. All right? And we empty the sin bucket, and we just carry it around with us, you know, to next week. You know? Uh, the Bible says that God, when we confess our sins, God remembers them no more. Now, I just want to ask you, do you think that God actually cannot forget, forget a sin, all the sins that you've done? Do you think that God has a poor memory? Do you think that God has spiritual dementia? I don't. And when it says he remembers them no more, it's referring to the fact that God chooses to deliberately not keep punishing for us for those. In fact, he treats us as if we'd never done them. But he knows we did. See, God doesn't have a bad memory. All right? But, see, unfortunately, we can think, oh, well, all we got to do is say, God, forgive me, please, for whatever I do. And there's no change. And there's no confession. Friend, when we confess, the word confess, there are two definitions. The first one means to say the same thing as. You know, to say the same thing as. To say the same thing as God. That what I did today, when I lusted, when I yelled at my wife, when I gossiped, okay, that that really, really grieved God. And it's not good for me. And that fills me with spiritual poison. And God, I don't want to do that again. Uh, Catholics call confession penance, okay? And the word penance is just the shortened form of the word repentance, which means to turn around. 
You go in one direction, you repent, you turn around. And you don't do that anymore. And what did Jesus say to the woman, the uh, very uh, uh, immoral woman? What did he say to her? I forgive you. Go and sin no more. See, there's, there's, there's no help in just, you know, doing all, committing all our sins, saying, God, please forgive me, thank you, and doing them again the next day. Confession is agreeing with God. It's realizing how deadly and dangerous sin is to our life. And we all have sins that we need to confess, and we only need to confess them to God because they're private sins. But it also says confess to each other. See, and with a private sin, some of you have a prayer partner. If you really want victory over a sin, you may need to share it with somebody else. You may need to go to a person that's on your spiritual journey with you and say, I want your help. I've got a problem with pride or selfishness, and I want you to pray for me that God really will deliver me. Now, yeah, you can do that with a private sin that you confess to God, but some sin maybe you just want to share with someone else to, for them to come alongside you. They're private sins. But the second, we all have personal sins. Sins against another person. You see, if I sin against Donna, I need to confess it to Donna. I need to ask her forgiveness. Because she knows I sin. And that just builds up a wall between us. But confessing that tears down that wall and strengthens our love. It's so hard to do. I don't know why it's so hard to do, but it is. But God tells us to do it for our help. We confess. And we ask God to work in our lives so that we don't keep doing that. Well, what if I worked for you and uh, one day you discovered that I was stealing, stealing from the office, and you confront me and I say, you're right, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And then I remind them that Jesus said they had to, all right? And then you say, well, when are you going to pay me back? And I say, well, wait a minute. I asked you to forgive me. And you said you forgave me, so I'm not going to pay you back. Is that really confessing? No, it isn't. See, genuine confession is not just being sorry for our sin. It's doing what you can to make things right so that that relationship with God and the other person can both be healed. See, that's a personal sin between you and another. There's a third kind of sin, and that's public sin. And every once in a while, every once in a while, we as Christians can sin in such a way that it hurts the whole body of Christ. And when that happens, and it's rare, but when it does, we need to confess Maybe the, the spiritual leaders or our prayer or a group or whatever. See, confessing to one another, it brings healing. Now, do any of us 
fights themselves most. It's human nature to conceal, not confess. But God has given us the healing app. Friend, he wants to heal our bodies. He wants to heal our relationships. He wants to heal our emotions. Because God loves us so much. So the confession app is the healing app. Confession, confession heals us of, and I'm going to mention four things. And the first one is guilt. You see, trying to conceal our sin is going to put a knot in our stomach. That's guilt. But confessing our sin frees us from the guilt and the weight of that sin. Concealing our sin keeps us from getting God's grace. Yes, God has undeserved mercy and forgiveness to us. But if we're trying to hide it, we're not going to receive the grace. Confessing sin activates God's grace in our lives. We get closer to God. Guilt is to our spirit what pain is to our body. How do you know if you got a disease? How do you know if you ought to go to a doctor or go to the hospital? You have pain. Something's wrong. That's what guilt is to our spirit. It's telling us something is wrong and we need to go to the great physician, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to think about this. Now, most of you here today, you would say, I am a believer. I am a Christian. I'm a Christ follower, okay? But you know, people who would never make that kind of claim, people who would say, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Christ follower. You know what? They even know that they need to confess. Yeah. Who do they confess to? Psychiatrists for $200 an hour. Bartender. Their kleptomaniac support group. I mean, you know. Everybody knows that guilt is not good for us. Friend, there's only one who can forgive us of sin. Who's that? The God who made us. The Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. That's the only one who can forgive us and cleanse us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us, to cleanse us, to heal us of the unrighteousness. He's the only one who can forgive. Confession heals us of guilt. Confession heals us of blaming. Because we hate to confess so much. You know, when, when Donna says to me, well, you know, you really talk to me in a, in a cross, unhappy, wrong, cruel kind of way. What's my response? Well, you started it because you said so and so. And what am I doing? I'm blaming. Because we hate confessing so much, we blame. Well, it's your fault. I wouldn't have done what I did if you hadn't have done what you did. I'm just asking God every day. God, when someone points out a sin in my life, I don't want to blame them for that. 
I don't want to absolve myself of responsibility. I don't want to say it's your fault. Don't blame for their sin. Confess your own. Don't rationalize it. Don't minimize it. And you're going to think that other person is 99% wrong. And you're 1% wrong. At least that's what I always think. Well, I need to accept the 1% that I am wrong. Confessing will heal us of blame. The blame game. Everybody plays and everybody loses. Confessing will heal us of comparing. We're always comparing ourselves to other people. We feel better when we're around people that are worse than we are. We feel terrible when we're around people who are better than we are. Okay, in our mind. We're comparing. Friend, we're all sinners. And God wants to give grace to every one of us. In Christ, no one's better than you. God doesn't see our sin anymore. You don't need to compare yourself to others. Oh, they're better than I am. Oh, they're worse than I am. No. You're free from that. And the fourth thing is this. Confessing our sin heals us of trying to be good enough to get to heaven. You know what the problem is with trying to be good enough to get to heaven? You can't. You're going to fail. The only way you could earn heaven, a perfect place with no sin there, is you being perfect. Is you never having sinned. Well, then you deserve it. Then you could earn it. Okay. But friend, you can't. You can't be good enough to get to earn our way to heaven. It is a gift from God of grace, undeserved mercy and forgiveness that he has given to us. Now, how can I say that? Because of Romans 10, verse 9. How can you be absolutely sure that you're, the word saved, all right? You're saved from the, the, the uh, punishment, the eternal punishment of being a sinner. How can you be saved from that? How can you know that you're a child of God? How can you know that you're going to heaven? If you will, what? Confess. Look at that. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, That was God's proof. I have accepted his sacrifice, his sacrificial death on the cross as sufficient to forgive your sins. And I am raising him as the proof, as the guarantee that I will forgive you of your sins. Whoever will believe in their heart that God has raised Jesus Christ, the Savior, from the dead, you will be saved. 
And isn't that interesting? If you confess with your mouth, if you say the same thing as God, and what's God saying to us? Listen, that is to admit that we are sinners and that we need a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's here saying we should be willing to let the world know, let others know about that. In fact, someone has said, you know, there's no such thing as a secret Christian. The Christian will kill the secret, or the secret will kill the Christian. If we're following Jesus, yeah, there'll be, there'll, there'll be, we'll have to take a stand. He is worth our acknowledgement of him, our public acknowledgement of him, that he is my Savior, and I am following him. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. So, friend, if you confess that you're a sinner, there are a lot of people in the world who would not be willing to say, I'm a sinner. Have you sinned? If we've done just one sin, we're a sinner. How many, how many banks do you have to rob before you're a bank robber? Just one. How many murders do you have to commit before you're a murderer? Just one. How many sins do you have to commit before you're a sinner? Just one. If you confess that you're a sinner, you need Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as your Savior. If you've never done that before, that's why God brought you here today. Because he's got a place for you in heaven. He wants you there. He sent his son 2,000 years ago to die so you could get there. And today, he would love for you to receive that gift. Are you a Christian? You know all that. You've been a Christian for many years. Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord. But maybe you need some healing. The healing of confessing sin that heals us physically or emotionally, spiritually, relationally. We're talking about apps. They're so great. They, they just are so helpful. Friends, this is the greatest... <laughs> Thing, one of the greatest gifts God has given to us that when we are honest and open before him and confess our sins he comes and heals us in every area of our life and so friend what will you do today we've been so encouraged the last few weeks we're getting reports people say well you know God was really speaking to me during the sermon and so I called so and so God was, oh, thank you so much for talking about that and showing me those verses in the Bible because this week I didn't do it. Friend, that's what the Christian life is about. It's about doing it. It's about applying it. What will you do today? What's God spoken to you about? That person you need to go to. That sin you need to confess. That step you need to take so that you're not in bondage to that anymore. Today. Today I'll take the next step. Today I'll do this. And I will thank you, God, because you're my healer. Father, we're, we're here this morning, and you know our heart, and we're feeling, God, I can't confess that to other people 
the sins I've committed against them. God, I, I, I can confess my sin to you, but I, I, I just can't do that. God, help us. Help us to be willing to come clean. Help us to receive the healing you want to do in our bodies, in our relationships, in our emotions. Help us, God, because that's your desire. And Father, I pray that every one of us would confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess that we're sinners, admit it, acknowledge it. Confess that we need a Savior, and the only Savior who can save us is Jesus Christ. And today, Father, let us follow you. Let us take that next step that you are speaking to us about. And we thank you, Lord, for the life app of confession and the healing that comes from it. In Jesus' name.